Hello, what's up, 609? It's Monday, August 13th. And it's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things, thank you, that I think you need to know. Number one, and this is kind of a big one. Apparently, some refugees right here in Tucson were arrested Friday for lying on their refugee application. Oh, no. Color me surprised on that one. They lied. Oh, and we couldn't figure it out. Turns out these were a couple of uh, uh, Muslims from Africa that got here via China. They were living in China. They lied about uh, not being part of a terrorist group. And they were part of Al-Shabaab. Whoops. Let them all in. We don't need a wall. We don't need, no, we don't need anything like that. No, no. The Muslim ban? No, 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 no. Not going to happen. No, 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 no. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a second. Second thing that I think you need to know is that, uh, you know, the Democratic candidate for governor, he still hasn't secured the primary uh, win yet, but uh, it's going to happen. Uh, David Garcia, the nutty guy that on the air with me asked for the, next time he's on the show, asked for the, uh, the information up front so he could be more um, prepared in the interview. That, that genius, right? That genius. Um, well, apparently, his digital director was uh, had to quit because some tweets came up. Now, this is, again, his digital director. So the digital director, you want to work for this guy, you must believe in him. This, uh, this digital director had some old tweets that came up where, um, and, and the person's name, by the way, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm going to just take a, a guess, X-E-N-I-A, Xenia? Xenia. Xenia Orona. I'm assuming it's a woman. Anyway, uh, she called America an S-hole country. Uh, Pro-Mexico, anti-America. Guy who wants to be the governor of Arizona. And then said, uh, F you, Arizona, after Romney won Arizona over Obama. We'll get more into that. Third thing, I think you need to know another person that literally, and Ryan and I were talking about this, literally has no impact on your life. Amorosa is the flavor of the week. By next Monday, she'll be forgotten about. But apparently... um, she has tapes, and I listened to it. Uh, she made tapes of John Kelly uh, firing her in the Situation Room, which, by the way, is illegal. I hope she's charged with a crime. Uh, the day after, President Trump called her. She made a tape of that. We'll play audio of that as well. Uh, and then, I, and by the way, the media is totally ignoring the whole, uh, whole idea that uh, she claims the president's racist. She heard from someone who claimed that the president on tape somewhere said the N-word. That's in her book. Then on Meet the Press yesterday, she said, no, I heard it. Well, the person that in her book that she attributed to said, I I have no idea what she's talking about. That's Frank Luntz. who doesn't like Trump. We'll get to all that. She's just, she, three things I think you need to know. Just more on Amorosa. Amorosa real quick is that um, she worked for the president to get him elected. She campaigned for him. She campaigned for him, even though she claims that he's a racist. She accepted a job in the White House with him, even though she claimed that he's a racist. We have the audio. She actually told Chuck Todd that he possibly called me the N-word. 
Possibly. Wait, it is or it isn't? What is this possibly stuff? I just... Well, sources say, Garrett. I know. And and even in her book, I'll, I'll, I'll give this to you. Frank Luntz. Frank Luntz, who is no fan of Donald Trump. He was completely wrong. Frank Luntz, the pollster. Uh, in the, he was in the tank for Rubio because he was getting paid by Rubio. Um, he tweeted out, I'm in Omar, Omarosa's book on page 149. She claims to have heard from someone who heard from me. Then I heard Trump use the N-word. Not only is this flat-out false, I've never heard such a thing, but Omarosa didn't even make an effort to call me or email me to verify. Very shoddy work. Uh, what? And I'll just retweet it right now. What more do you need to know? Right? And then this is the ultimate. This, this is why we call fake news. Because, listen, they hated Omarosa because she liked Trump. Right? The media hated her. Couldn't stand her. The media even labeled her a villain because of the show. Right? They, they labeled her a, a bad person, a villain. That's, that's what her character was. That's, that's how she got rich. That's how she became famous. She was the bad person on The Apprentice. Trump hires her afterward anyway. Blah, 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 blah. And, and now she stabs him in the back. Because she was canned and let go and she wants to just capitalize. And she, she knows there are enough... Trump haters out there that'll buy her dopey lying book. They'll literally fork over money for a piece of piece of garbage that she's like, I'll get rich because of it. I'll 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 get I'll get rich. So the media couldn't stand her until all of a sudden she had a narrative that they liked. That's what it comes down to. That's why it's the fake news media. Uh they didn't they didn't really like her because she liked Trump. But now that all of a sudden she doesn't like Trump. And again, there's so much false and unverified everything in this book, but it doesn't matter because the media is pushing the same narrative that she is pushing in her book. So they overlook all that. They don't care. And they push this stuff. Most people don't give a crap about Omarosa. It's the media. Let's put it that. It's the media, right? I'll give you one more really quick of the, um, of the media. Apparently, and I saw this, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There's a Newsweek story. You ready for the headline? I saw this on Saturday. Trump ate sensitive document after Cohen meeting. Former White House aide claims that would be Omarosa. Omarosa claims Trump ate a sensitive document. Trump's a germaphobe. And what's he, what gets even better is that the picture that Newsweek has is Trump putting a French fry in his mouth. So it looks like he's eating He's eating something. Oh, is that, is that, it's a French fry. And it says in this file photo, Donald Trump eats a French fry at a basketball game at Madison Square Garden in New York on January 30th, 2007. So they actually have a stock photo of him eating something. Uh, it says right here, former White House aide Amarosa Manigault Newman, that's her name, has said she walked in on President Trump eating paper after a meeting with lawyer Michael Cohen. Remember that guy? They want to turn his back on Trump in what she believed was an effort to destroy sensitive information. So well, she believes it. So it makes it reality. Mm-hmm. right? That's another thing. She, she, she hasn't seen what it actually was. If it actually happened. Now, Michael Cohen is not on the best of terms with Trump. Last time I checked, right? Um, yesterday, Michael Cohen sent out a tweet. You ready for this? See a Frank Luntz's tweet. That totally discredits the whole N-word tape, which the media is thriving on. See, he's a racist. I told you he's a racist. She says it. 
And then Michael Cohen, this stupid story about Trump. Trump, I knew he was dishonest. He's eating documents so no one sees it. You ready for this? Michael Cohen tweeted out yesterday, to the many dozens of journalists who called me questioning Omarosa's claim in her new book that Trump took a note from me, put it in his mouth and ate it, I saw, in caps, no, now regular, I saw no such thing, and I'm shocked anyone would take this seriously. So why again is Omarosa being propped up by the news show on the Today Show this morning? She was all over Sunday shows yesterday. The media, this is how fake they are. They're propping her up because they want it to be true. If you say something enough, it eventually becomes true. So they really want it to be that way. Yet again, two of the biggest things, he's eating sensitive information. He said the N-word. The two people that actually were there have denied it. And you think the media is talking about that? Did anybody say to her, hey, Frank Luntz disputes the fact that you put him in, the, in, your, in your own book. He says it's not true. You never called him. Was there any question? I don't believe there's any question about that. Was there? Was there? Matter of fact, this morning, this is what was released. If Trump was such a racist and hated Omarosa. Now, who knows? This is weird. Um, this is 61. This was this morning on the Today Show. She, she gave another tape. Oh, the president was so mad. Listen, apparently this is the president calling Omarosa the day after she was fired from the White House, and she recorded it. Listen to this. Omarosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? General Kelly General Kelly came to me and said that you guys wanted me to leave. No, I, I, nobody even told me about it. Nobody, wow. You know, they run a big operation, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. I don't love you leaving at all. Wow. What a racist guy, huh? She actually released that. Doesn't that hold, doesn't that like dispute everything that she has said? I don't love you leaving. This is terrible. Maybe Trump's full of it and he's just acting. Who knows? Why would she release that? So basically everything I just told you in the past few minutes takes down her book, but she'll continue to be a, a guest. Over and over and over. You know, it's just the way it is. Uh, and and Some things have never changed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And yet the media, again, uh, I mean, what do they ignore? Over the weekend that, did anybody care? Unite the right rally? I think there were 20, this reported there were 20 people that showed up. There were more protesters against them, the Antifa people, and police and media than actual people that were Part of that unite the right, whatever the hell that was. And I hate that because I'm the right, but I'm not them. Anyway, um, they beat up a police officer Saturday night. The mob literally beat up. There's video of them beating up a police officer. Don't you believe it? Mm-hmm. Um, they're beating up. They actually assaulted an NBC reporter and his photographer. So the media's out there saying Trump. Trump's going to have blood on his hands. He's telling them to beat up the... He's telling his followers to basically attack the media. That's what... He never said that. Then when the media is actually attacked because it's not people that are Trump supporters, they literally ignore it. They ignore it. NBC, we have the audio. They described the situation as Antifa is heckling the media. They put their hands on them. They cursed at them. They tried to rip things out of them. They... Even the reporter tweeted out, we're, we're being attacked. That's why you come here. That's why you do that. 7.10 this morning. Uh, 
Supervisor Dick Elias's reaction to the possibility of Pima County Sheriff's Department having to lay off um, employees if they don't get those funds from Operation Stone Garden, which they've received every year since 2004. Wait till you hear his reaction. 810 this morning, just because I think it's going to be fun. Wendy Rogers, you hear these ads? She's calling Steve Smith slimy Steve. This is what makes people never want to actually be part of politics. Uh, they all try to be Trump, but it's only one Trump. Only Trump can give out the nicknames where it's funny. Who knows? She has ads where she claims that he has a runs a teen modeling agency that is somehow tied to um, uh, sex trafficking or something like that, or child, whatever, pedophilia. I don't know. It's all garbage. And I want to ask, what the hell's going on? And she was a Jeb Bush bundler. But all of a sudden, she's a big Trump candidate now. I just have questions. And listen, the Steve Smith guy, he's had fundraisers from uh, big establishment Republican guys, big business owners here in the Tucson area. Let's put it that way. And he also backed Ted Cruz, but all of a sudden, he's the biggest Trump guy ever. So we'll have uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. Coming up in about uh, five, I'll give you a quick rundown of these uh, uh, terrorists that were arrested. They acted as refugees. Remember ISIS said we're going to send people as refugees? They got to Tucson. And they were arrested. I wonder how many more there are. Can't be the only ones. I'll get you details on that coming up. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword SHOP to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's SHOP to 200-200. I'll go with that. 629, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> only if you knew. And and you do mostly by listening, and I really appreciate that. Garrett Lewis with you. Come to the dark side, Garrett. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, today, it's going to be partly cloudy with a 30% chance of isolated thunderstorms. Highs will be in the upper 90s, 74 out right now. And the thunderstorms look like they go all the way through Saturday. And then a break Sunday, and then back to it Monday, Tuesday. Let's worry about next week, next week. But it looks like we're out of the hundreds uh, for a while, which is which is pretty good. But the mugginess is there. The mugginess. All right. So, um, crazy story uh, that actually Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Services, remember her, our friend, CIS.org, great, great person, uh, sent me an email Friday night. Hey, did you see this? And it was all about uh, this story about Tucson refugees uh, that were arrested. Lying on their refugee application. Um, AP story. Man living in Tucson was a member of Somalian terrorist group, Fed say. Well then, again, let them all in. Is this going to be a big story? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't it be a big story? Federal authorities say an Ethiopian man using a fake identity while living in Tucson was a member of a terrorist group. Um, the U.S. Attorney's Office said Mohammed Abdirahman Rahman Osman Abdirahman Osman was indicted in federal court on eight counts of making false statements to immigration authorities. Osman? Uh, not Donnie, not Osman. O-S-M-A-N. Osman. Osman. Mohammed Osman. And his wife, Zainab Abdirahman Mohammed. She also, they allege his wife hid his identity. She faces three charges. He used a fake Somalian passport to get to the U.S., uh, he told authorities he sustained injuries in a terrorist attack in Somalia, but actually he had been hurt while handling the explosives, according to the indictment. Police believe Osman was a member of Al-Shabaab, 
a Somali militant group responsible for major attacks that have left hundreds killed. And that's all we know for now. Yet we have our police chief, we have uh, county leaders, city leaders, that all think that, you know what? Let them all in. Who are we to say no? How should we? Because remember what happens in the process. They, they're simple, a simple question. Are you or have you ever been a member of a terrorist organization? No. Okay, good enough for us. You're in. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we asked uh, Martha McSally about this? How are you keeping us safe? Do you remember what happened on the show? It was right, uh, I think it was December of 2015 when we had her on. The, the last time we had uh, McSally on, right? And it was about uh, Trump saying, um, where is, ah, here we go, about the Muslim ban. So it was about the Muslim ban. And uh, good old Martha, um, throw me out over there. Throw me, I'll play this clip real quick, then we'll go to a break. Uh, Martha, oh, I asked her about the Muslim ban because she was against it. You know, she didn't like Trump at that time. Uh, she didn't really think that uh, th- this ban was needed or necessary. She was doing things by literally doing nothing. Just, just listen to this. Here we go. If it comes to yeah. you, are you going to say we should ban them until we figure out how we can 100% identify who they are? Yep. No, I'm focusing on, uh, again, no. the findings that we had in our task force. There's 50 recommendations. We've gotten six of them passed in the law. Right now, the focus uh, originally was on a visa waiver program. Uh, we actually passed a veto-proof uh, bill related to so you're confident you're you're, you're confident. Hang on, you're confident that those six things will be able to stop or identify a terrorist that's trying to come in here through a visa? No, Garrett, we're we're working no. on all of all of the findings. Like I guess okay. we got. By the way, it's uh, three years ago. How's it working out? Two and a half years ago. How, how, what have you done since? What have you done since? Hang on. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Throw me up over there real quick. Things like I said, okay. we got 50 recommendations, but we in the house passed a refugee bill that yes. uh, directed that uh, each individual would need to be certified to make sure that they are not a uh, national security threat. No, I know uh, it was a bipartisan yeah. uh, bill. It was veto-proof. And, and you know, the, the Senate needs to move yeah. on this, and we need to strengthen these systems. So, it's um, you know, we need to keep uh, addressing these issues for sure. Yeah, just keep addressing them. That's all we do is address them. I'm, I'm not blaming her entirely for this, but, I mean, what was done? Well, we have, you know, 50 items and six things and blah, 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 blah. It's More gobbledygook. Minutia. Yeah, More it's gobbledygook. You know, politicians, except for Trump, the only job politicians have is to get reelected in their minds. As a matter of fact, 633 on KNST, AM 790. We'll talk more on that later about this later on in the show. Uh, do you know who the front runner is for the Dems in 2020? Uh, because you'll hear this person. This person was asked, can you tell me your biggest accomplishment? <laughs> By a friendly person. You got to hear the answer. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Right now, it's Fox. 642, thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, right here in Tucson, refugees arrested because they lied. Lied on the refugee application. Turns out the guy was part of the Al-Shabaab terrorist network. Wow. And he was living right here in Tucson. He came here uh, via China. He was He's from Ethiopia, went to China, somehow was approved to... Move here as a refugee, and that's just great. Second thing I think you need to know uh, is, and this is a big one, uh, David Garcia, Democratic candidate for governor, is such a nut. He's the one that said, imagine Southern Arizona without without a wall. Uh, well, his digital director apparently brought the digital director on because they shared the same ideas. Uh, digital director uh, loves Mexico, hates America, called America an asshole country. That's actually on the tweet. Xenia? Is that right? Xenia Arona? I'm, I'm thinking. Xenia sounds good. Xenia. Xenia Arona. Now deleted the tweet, but it's still there. 
Uh, she called Arizona an asshole country, talked about her immigrant heritage, said she's from five generations of border crossers between this hashtag asshole country and a and La Madre Tierra of Mexico. Anyway, she followed up that she's going to keep working to make the U.S. live up to its false advertising to be the land of opportunity and stop taking advantage of my people. That was the digital director of David Garcia. Also, she said, F you to Arizona in a tweet when Romney beat Obama in Arizona in 2012. Third thing I think you need to know, forget Amorosa. The um, uh, Antifa protesters over the weekend in D.C. screaming at police, you're all racist, no borders, no USA. Um, they beat up a police officer. They also assaulted an NBC reporter, which was ignored in NBC News coverage. But it's the Trump supporters that cause violence, right? Three things I think you need to know. Uh, all right, so we have uh, one of the frontrunners of 2020. This, I'm sorry, I don't want to really talk about, a lot about 2020 because we still haven't hit the 2018 elections yet, but it's just funny to me. Uh, I've never understood, except this is just media. This is why you can't believe the media. They want to build up people. For whatever reason, they like them, they think it's good, whatever, I don't know. So uh, Kamala Harris, a senator from California, and the reason the media loves her, she's a Democrat and she's black. What has she accomplished in life as a senator? I can't name anything. That's because you're a jerk and you don't get it. Well, you know what? Why don't we ask her? Why don't we ask good old Kamala Harris? She was on some podcast. Uh, it was called like the Call My Girlfriend podcast. or something. Everybody's got a podcast. I mean, it's, it's hilarious to me. Uh, they can't make any money with it, but they have some stuff there. You don't have one? Uh, well, I do the show and every day, whatever. I have an actual... Job, uh, lucrative radio show, yeah, that too. But what? <laughs> and then these fools go on this stuff. They go on these shows, and I, what, whatever. But they get free stuff, do they? Possibly. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> so uh, Kamala Pretty Harris good. goes on this uh, this podcast. So I'm letting this the, this load up so I can figure out. Oh, it's called the Call Your Girlfriend podcast. Host Aminato So said that, uh, well, you'll hear it. She was elected in 2016. She's new. Just listen to this. Here we go. In the grand scheme of the Senate, you were relatively new to the job. Yes. Yeah. And, 18 um, months. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we're wondering maybe if you can talk about what, at this point, you consider your like your biggest win oh, or the thing that when yes. you're like, wow, when I look back at those 18 months, this is the thing that like I want top of the resume. Wait for it. The, I'll tell you, um, uh, one of the things that uh, I think for me is most important is the role that I serve on the various committees that I'm on, that's not a, um, a which win. are oversight committees. Like, mm. let's be clear, those committees exist to to to, to what? watch and question um, what is going on with our mm. government, with the United States government. It's so I'm win. on Senate Intelligence. I'm on Homeland Security. I'm on Judiciary. How is this a win? And the accomplishment then for me is a function of what I think my role should be. And often, especially in the last 18 months, it has been to try and get at the truth. And so the accomplishment is and the goal is to always make sure that we are being and the system is being as transparent as possible. And that, you know, frankly, that the American public has the answers and that we're being told the truth. And when that happens, I feel a sense of accomplishment. And when it doesn't happen, I feel a sense of frustration. <laughs> so what you're saying is like nothing. So she's like the uh, Ocasio-Cortez chick. They, they use a lot of words and say nothing, like Obama did. Use a lot of words and say nothing. Um, I love how she actually tried to make the words goal and accomplishment the same thing. You have a goal. You said to accomplish the goal. They, they can't be that. No. 
So there you go. She actually, she's literally done nothing. She's tried to make herself popular by asking tough questions, I think, to Jeff Sessions and some other people on a Senate committee, but nobody even remembers that. After like a day, you forget that stuff. So if, listen, if that is like the greatest, the, the, the greatest candidate the Democrats have in 2020, bring it on, right? I would love to see Trump debate this nut. Really? What's your goal? Sorry, mine's, wait, wait, what's your, what's your biggest win? Because I have like, I have like a lot of them, but I'll let you go first. How about jobs? How about the economy? Should I continue making us safer, building up NATO to take on Russia? How much, how many more? What have you done? What have you done? You've resisted. That's what you've done. She sat on committees. Well, Garrett. and that, you know, that's the thing until Trump, Trump actually gets stuff done. He's not a normal politician. He's a businessman and politicians. They think their job is just to get elected. Like John committees. McCain, just yep. Jeff Flake, just just get elected. Just get, my goal is to get elected. No, your goal is to actually, I guess, make America better in whatever viewpoint you have. She obviously hasn't done any of that. So, what, what? exactly do you do again? You know, bringing bring the bobs. What exactly do you do around here? I don't think you're actually needed. Uh, but that's that's just. That's just me. Well, let me ask you a question. Tell me. Who would me. be the, the strongest candidate to run against Donald Trump that the Dems could offer? <laughs> I mean, pick, pick any of them. Any of them. On the bill, not on the bill, off the radar, on the radar, whatever. Who do you think would be the strongest contender to take down Donald Trump? Um, there, there, Honestly, there is none. There isn't. There, is, there isn't any. You could say Crazy Bernie, but... <laughs> There, there isn't Good luck. any. This past weekend, Nancy Pelosi was asked, "What, what is, what do Democrats stand for?" She couldn't even answer the question. Well, yeah, you know, we, you know, freedom and truth, and uh, and we're for the people and jobs. We want jobs by infrastructure and stuff. And we, wait, didn't you try that with the stimulus and stuff? I, I get, is that all you have? Like she literally couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. She just literally, she had nothing. None of them can. I know because they've done nothing. I know. You know, I'll try to get the soundbite of that. I couldn't, I didn't even put it in, but now maybe I'm thinking maybe we should have. It was just too funny. It was just too funny. Well, you know what? Actually, forget that stuff. You know, we're going to do mm. what the media is hiding. We have a couple of, mm. we couldn't do a lot of soundbites of the Antifa mob uh, from this past week because there was so much cursing. I want to put it into Ryan and you know what they're going to do. In it, but I mean, Secret Service should visit them. What they said, one guy was, was there and he's like, what would you do if Donald Trump showed up? You got to hear what these nuts say. These were two. We had to get little areas where they weren't cursing. You'll hear that coming up. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Tucson. What's going on? Seven oh eight on this Monday. It's August thirteenth. It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, it was announced a Friday night, Friday afternoon, Friday night, from the U.S. Attorney's Office that a couple of refugees right here in Tucson were arrested for lying on their application. The guy is a husband and wife. The husband, apparently, is part of the Al-Shabaab terrorist organization. Yes, he lied about that on the application and somehow slipped through, and uh, and he's a terrorist, <clears throat> or at least being accused of being a terrorist, and he's living right here in Tucson. Say, I'll put the story 
on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, yet, yeah, thank you, number number two, usually Ryan tells me I'm number one with a different, with one, one. yeah, that, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, David Garcia, Democratic guy running for governor here in Arizona, fired his, uh, or at least his digital director left, uh, resigned uh, after the digital director, Xenia Arona is her name, um, her old tweets came up. And she uh, she called America an asshole country, and she also said "f you Arizona" after Romney beat Obama to take Arizona in 2012. Uh, apparently, Arona also didn't like law enforcement. Call ICE abusive needs to be abolished. All this stuff, all this stuff, and uh, working for the uh, nutty David Garcia, Democratic guy running for governor here in Arizona. He thought this person was an asset to his organization. We'll get into that. Third thing, I think you need to know, uh, NBC News literally ignoring the fact that Antifa, which showed up at the, uh, the if you didn't even heard about them, a year later, Unite the Right rally, whatever, they showed up to cause problems. Um, Antifa were beat up, assaulted, well, they beat a police officer. They also assaulted a photographer and a reporter for NBC News, and NBC News never reported that. They only reported that Antifa heckled the media. Isn't that nice? How would you like to be an NBC reporter knowing that your, your news organization is running cover for Antifa? Because they what they have in common, Antifa hates Trump, and so does NBC. There you go. Three things I think you need to know. Oh, keep that up. We'll have to use that later. I kind of want to play it now. No, 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 no. We'll do it later. We'll do it later. Oh, this, this, I know, this I know. This lady is the best. She's worse than Pelosi. I think we... There's another uh, viral video going around of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And by the way, before we get to the Richard Elias stuff, the Dick Elias, sorry, we only have three hours and or two hours and uh, 48 more minutes. So we got to call him Dick Elias because Richard takes too long. So she's the gift that keeps on giving. And the media, even the Washington Post did a uh, fact check on her and tore her apart a couple days ago. Uh, You notice that's happening more and more because the Democrats are putting the word out that this chick's nuts. And they don't like what she's doing. So they've given the media the okay to be critical of her after she was the media darling for a little bit, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's true. Anyway, she has another one. We'll talk about that. Uh, however, uh, Supervisor Dick Elias uh, was present at the Pima County Supervisors meeting where they were talking to Sheriff Napier. And we're gonna, I think we're going to get Napier on tomorrow to talk more about this. Um... I texted him this morning. He said tomorrow works better for him. So we'll do that tomorrow morning. So, so Allie Miller is the first voice you're going to hear. They're asking Sheriff Napier about the Stone Guard, uh, Stone Garden grant. Now, again, if you don't know, Operation Stone Garden is part of uh, it's it's from the federal government. They give out grants around the country to different counties, cities, you name it, right? Uh, to help with uh, it, so they can say, hey, you know what? We need your help to fight crimes, drugs, you name it, things like that. Help us. And they give it, they've been giving the money, uh, Pima County's applied since 2004 every year, Dupnik to Nanos to Napier, and the supervisors have approved the grant every single year, but this year, Dick Elias and crew are saying no because they hate Trump so much. They're trying to tell people that somehow this money's going to go to ICE and make Pima County Sheriff's Deputies Border Patrol agents, and ICE agents, and it's not true. Uh, it helps Pima County pay for equipment and vehicles, everything that normally 
they couldn't pay for. And it's given to them by the federal government. And by the way, if we don't take that money, they'll give it to someone else. And that money goes to also like Marana and other local law enforcement agencies as well. Uh, so they're screwing around. So anyway, apparently Sheriff Napier, let's play 57, uh, says layoffs may happen. You'll hear first uh, Ali Miller ask the question of Sheriff Napier. You'll hear him interrupted by the crazies that showed up at the supervisor's meeting, and then they continue. Listen to this. Have you already assigned people to do these roles that are paid for by the Haida? Are we doing this right now? And what will happen if we are receiving these monies? I mean, is it impacting your budget? Uh, please explain that. Supervisor Miller, um, Chairman Elias, yes, uh, we're, we're doing that right now because it's part of continuing resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this were to be um, eliminated, those positions would have to be eliminated and it would, as people have pointed out, impact our ability to be a strategic partner in fighting the opioid crisis, the increase in methamphetamine and other serious drug trafficking. Excuse me. Can you hear that? I like booing them. The sheriff is speaking. Thank you, Supervisor Miller. <laughs> I just ask everybody to please give them a chance to uh, uh, give us a chance to complete our discussion in a meaningful way. Supervisor, Mr. Chairman, um, so uh, are we talking about what kind of time frame are we talking about before we start implementing layoffs of the people that are doing these jobs? If, if this were voted uh, to not be accepted, it would be within weeks. Uh, we'd have to uh, eliminate those positions. So we're going to talk to Sheriff Napier, I believe, tomorrow. I'll get confirmation during the break about that, uh, about this. So he's like, well, we're going to have to eliminate this, right? You know, uh, layoffs right away if we don't get this money. Right away. Uh, is that safe for Pima County? Hell no. You know this, I know this. So if he doesn't get this grant money, uh, layoffs may happen, he says, right away at the Pima County Sheriff's Department. Is it true? Is it not true? Is he just grandstanding? I don't know. He said, he said that's what it is. So let's go to uh, the follow-up question is from Dick Elias, literally a second later, number 58. Supervisor Dick Elias was like, whoa, listen to this. You're actually talking about laying these people off, Mark? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Did you hear that flippant thing right there? You want to play it again? Hang on a second. Okay. He said, you're talking about laying off people, Mark? And he's like, yes. Okay. So apparently, uh, Dick Elias, Supervisor Dick Elias, uh, who wants ICE out of the jail at Pima County because, well, that's just, that that's, he, he says it gets in the way. Every, he's never complained about it in the past until now. And it doesn't get in the way. We had Sheriff Napier on that, uh, about that. And he's, I wish Sheriff Napier would be tougher on Dick Elias about that stuff and call him out for that. But it is what it is. Um, sh- sheriffs, you know, and I have gone around and around about that. And, you know, he does his thing. I do my thing for whatever reasons. So uh, I just want to hear one more time, Richard Lee is okay with layoffs happening if he chooses to not approve. And, the re- you know, Sharon the Driver Bronson and, uh, and uh, Ramon Valadez, who apparently only does what uh, Dick Elias says, uh, if they don't let, if they don't let this, this grant go through and get the money, layoffs will happen. And Elias is like, well, okay, listen to this. Here we go. One more time. You're actually talking about laying these people off, Mark? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Okay. And then he was like, anything else? Maybe I should have left that in there. Anything else? Anybody His else got anything to do? My mo- yeah, exactly. My motion still stands. Should, should, we, should we have done that? Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I'll put the whole video on my page. It's like a minute and a half long. Because my motion still stands. Anybody else have anything to say? Anybody? 
And what do you have to say? Do you, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, again, I've told you that Supervisor Dick Elias is a major threat to the safety of Pima County. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the safety of Pima County. If he did, he'd be okay with this. He's playing politics with our safety. And he's okay with Pima County Sheriff's deputies or whatever employees getting laid off because of this. And there's no other way around it. 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can hit me up, Garrett at KNST.com. You can also, uh, on Twitter, hit me up there, Garrett Lewis at Garrett Lewis there. And I'll I'll put the video on my page and on my Facebook page. So lots of of ways to... um, Garrett, what kind of recourse do people have against this? I mean, you can see he doesn't care. He's not putting common sense in front of politics. You know what? Politics. You can go up and, and uh, do a supervisor's meeting and you say how much you disagree and he's not going to care. Uh, all, the only thing you could do is vote him out. But what, what really needs to happen is a guy like Sheriff Napier needs to say, you got to be freaking kidding me. And he's got to get pissed. He's got to get, he's got to get mad and bring it out to the public and say, listen, I want to play nice, right? With all these people. But and that's what the sheriff, you know, he says it on these airways. I got, I got to play nice, you know. I, they do their thing. I, they're the grandstanding. But at some point, you know, there's there's no holding back from Supervisor Dick Elias. Why is there holding back from Sheriff Napier? That's one of the things I want to ask him. If, if this is such a danger, you should be out there screaming from the rooftops. He should have said something right then and there and say, Supervisor Elias, you're okay with me laying off people if we don't get this money. You're okay with that. And put the ball in his court. For some reason, Sheriff Napier doesn't do that. I can't figure out why. But maybe he can tell us. Does getting this money cost Tucson in any way? No. Or uh, They Pima tried County? this thing. They got it wrong. Huckleberry was wrong when he claimed that we had to pay for overtime. Not true. Doesn't I mean, we pay federal taxes. But it doesn't right. do it. As a matter of fact, it helps us because we we're able to get more things that we wouldn't get before because that's not in the budget for the... And we, we have the soundbite, so we cut out last week from Napier. You know, we'll play those when we get back. What, what, because I don't think we played that. But this is essentially free money. It's not free. I know. But it's money given to us. money not directly paid by Pima County taxpayers to the county. Yes, to the county so they can buy these things that are needed. Let's just put it that way. You know, what exactly does this do? Mm. What exactly will this, will these, these uh, stone garden uh, funds, what, what have they bought in the past? We'll get that coming back. So you can hear it just so you know. We'll get the sheriff on tomorrow to hopefully answer all these questions. 720, we'll continue. Don't go anywhere. 740, uh, more on this crazy, crazy digital director that was working for David Garcia. Holy crap, the things this, again, I'm assuming it's a woman. X-E-N-I-A, Xenia? Like Xenia. Xenia. We'll get to that. It's coming up. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Let's talk about some of that equipment real quick. You were telling me uh, about the airplane you guys have, right? And you were going to buy something that lets you that lets you and, and your guys uh, at the sheriff's department go to their phone to be able to see what the plane sees, right? It, it would be a live video downlink, and we could use it for all sorts of things. First, to keep our deputies safer, because they would be able to see live what the aircraft is seeing when they're out chasing bad people. Yeah, so if somebody's out in a field or somewhere, they could fly the plane over, and they could see exactly what the guy's doing. Exactly, and we have equipment up there that can see at night that obviously our deputies cannot see, mm-hmm. uh, which is a benefit. But also for missing people, we have more and more elderly people that go missing, um, vulnerable people that wander out into the desert, so we could be able to see those things much more clearly. Mm-hmm. So that would keep people And uh, you would safer. have bought that with these funds. Absolutely. And then, mm-hmm. 
So that's, listen, um, that's exactly what, uh, what, what takes place. And it's just, it's embarrassing. And again, I, I, re- I really think that Napier should step up and say, you shouldn't mess with the public safety of the residents of Pima County. All because you hate Trump. Uh, Dick Elias is suffering from Trump election derangement syndrome so much that he doesn't care about the safety of the community. He's actually trying to make it less safe. That's what it is. 7.30 now on KNST AM 790. Real quick, uh, the Trumpster has been tweeting about Omarosa, which I think is awesome. Because again, I told you beginning of the show how Omarosa is just flat out lying. Again, this whole idea of the end. If you missed it, this is the big thing. Hang on, before I tell you Trump's tweets. Frank Luntz, who's not a Trump supporter, he's a pollster. He's an establishment guy. He was trying to help Rubio win the presidency. Um, Frank Luntz tweeted out over the weekend, I'm in Omarosa's book on page 149. She claims to have heard from someone who heard from me that I heard Trump use the N-word. Not only is this flat out false, I've never heard such a thing, but Omarosa didn't even make an effort to call or email to verify. Very shoddy work. And Omarosa should be uh, charged with a crime for recording the conversation she had with John Kelly in the Situation Room where nobody's allowed to bring any kind of phone or anything like that. So anyway, uh, Trump tweeted out a couple things this morning. Uh, Wacky Omarosa, who got fired three times on The Apprentice, now got fired for the last time. She never made it, never will. She begged me for a job, tears in her eyes. I said, okay. People in the White House hated her. She was vicious, but not smart. I would rarely see her, but heard really bad things. Nasty to people and would constantly miss meetings and work. When General Kelly came on board, he told me she was a loser and nothing but problems. I told her I'm trying to work it out. If possible, because only said she only said great things about me until she got fired. He then just tweeted out 10 minutes ago, well, I know it's not presidential to take on a lowlife like Omarosa. And while I would rather not be doing so, this is a modern day form of communication. And I know the fake news media will be working overtime to make even wacky Omarosa look legitimate as possible. Sorry. He's totally right. Totally right. Speaking of wacky, we'll have more on Omarosa and the sound bites and everything later. Because uh, not only did Frank Luntz come out and say Omarosa's full of it. So did Trump's uh, former lawyer, Michael Cohen, who's, who's teaming up with, I guess, with, with Mueller and his lawyer to try to take down Trump or do something to Trump, protect himself. Even he came out and said, Omarosa's lying. I'm in her book. She's lying about that, too. Uh, however, speaking of nuttiness, coming up, David Garcia, Democratic governor, uh, Democratic candidate for governor here in Arizona, uh, his digital director resigned because old tweets came out where she called America an asshole country. But he, and there's more that she wrote. And he thought she was okay, huh? That's what you're going to get if this guy wins. I'll tell you about the other tweets and more coming up. Right now it's Fox. Yes. Yes. Come on. Louder. I like it. Wake up. It's Monday. Come on. 740. Garrett Lewis with you. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, ho-ho-hum, federal authorities announced Friday afternoon they arrested an Ethiopian man that was using a fake identity while living right here in Tucson. He was a member of Al-Shabaab terrorist group, but he he was approved to live here as a refugee. Isn't that just great? Isn't that a butte, Clark? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, In June of 2015... He submitted the applications under Obama. They let everybody in, including the terrorists. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is we'll get to this in just a second. But uh, David Garcia is a Democratic uh, candidate running for governor, and he is kind of a nut. Imagine Southern Arizona with no walls. Well, can you, can you get that one ready, if you don't mind, Ryan? 
Uh, well, his uh, digital director needed to quit because a uh, digital director apparently didn't like America. Called She called America an asshole. Um, said F you to Arizona after Romney beat Obama in Arizona. And there's more. We'll get to that. Third thing. That I think you need to know, media trying to hide all of the uh, the violence that Antifa did over the weekend. See, see, the media only wants to report if Trump supporters, and they keep threatening if tr- Trump supporters are going to commit violence, they're going to do it. Antifa actually assaulted an NBC reporter and photographer, and NBC covered it up with play in the next hour. They called it heckling. Heckling. Three things I think you need to know. They, they beat up, by the way, Antifa beat up a police officer. It was just, it's this video of that. It's all out there. It's crazy. So anyway, let's go to this story. The Daily Wire had this. Um, old tweets came out. Uh, this, uh, this staffer resigned late Thursday. David Garcia's digital director was, was Xenia Arona. Uh, Xenia now deleted a tweet from January of this year. She talked about her immigrant heritage, noting she is, quote, from five generations of border crossers between this hashtag asshole country, because what Trump was alleged to have said, and La Madre Tierra of Mexico. In a follow-up tweet that was also deleted, Arona said, quote, I will keep working to make the U.S. live up to its false advertising, to be the land of opportunity and stop taking advantage of my people. Which I guess uh, that kind of attitude, that kind of way of thinking in Democratic candidate for governor, Arizona, Arizona Governor David Garcia's mind, this person would be perfect for my digital director, right? Back, um, I I guess, in 2012... This Arona tweeted out, quote, an open letter to Arizona, colon, F you, after Romney beat Obama in Arizona. Uh, It says here, Arona also apparently didn't like law enforcement, which again is perfect for a person like David Garcia. Person's crazy. This is part of the craziness that is going on right now in this country with the Democratic Party. So um, uh, the digital director for David Garcia said ICE is an abusive agency. It, it needs to be abolished. In another tweet from September of last year, Arona claimed, quote, law and order is the smokescreen that bigots hide their hate behind. Remember that when you hear talk of enforcement. So if you want the law enforced, you're a bigot. Right? Uh, just so you know, this was her boss, David Garcia, last weekend. So not this past weekend, but two weekends ago at Netroots, uh, big nutty lefty uh, convention. This is what he said. Here we go. I want to just take a second and imagine. Let's just imagine. Just imagine. No wall. No wall in southern Arizona. No wall, which again, that fits in with uh, this person, right? Uh, PJ Media originally broke this story. They found these tweets, and uh, they didn't demand that this Arona be fired, but they asked the Garcia uh, the Garcia campaign for a request, uh, for a response. And uh, the guy that wrote it, PJ Media's Tyler O'Neill, said, well, I did not intend to get Arona fired, and do not like the idea of old tweets resulting in job terminations. It did make sense for the Garcia campaign 
to part ways with her or at least reprimand her or denounce the tweets, which I don't believe she did. I don't believe they did. All right. Uh, this is what, again, Garcia does. He, he, he is all about identity politics. I mean, you elect this guy, it's going to be all about uh, illegal aliens in Arizona. And Americans come last and people from other places come first. That's just what he's going to do. That's just what's going to happen. So uh, PJ Media broke that. I'll put this up on my Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash Radio. You can like and follow. Uh, you have all that. It's, it's there for you. It's kind of a big deal. Um, all right, hang on. Ted, welcome to KNST. Hello, Ted. Yeah, hello. Good morning, Garrett. Morning. Hey, uh, case uh, David Garcia and his staff lady, is that what she was? Staff? Yeah. yeah, she was the digital director. Yes. Digital director. In case these people don't know, the people that don't want a wall, there's no wall yet. And it's, they're free to go both ways. They don't like it here, they can uh, go the other way. Now's, now's the time before we put the wall. Mm. If it's so great somewhere else. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, they don't, it's just so terrible here, they need to get out. Mm-hmm. Can't blame him for hating it. No. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. See you, buddy. So uh, she offered her resignation, and the campaign accepted it. Uh, the campaign learned about the tweets from PJ Media because they broke the story. Um, this is what she, this is the exact tweet. January 12th, 2018. I'm a business. She, this is what uh, she, Xenia. Well, Sania, and whatever, Xenia. I'm a business owner and a creative. Hmm, I don't know that. I'm a business owner and a creative. I am a college graduate, the first of many in my family. Hmm. I am involved in multiple campaigns to make Arizona a better place. I am from five generations of border crossers between this hashtag S-hole country and La Madre Tierra of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, David Garcia is all about just his last name, just racism, just race, just identity politics. Um, it's what he's doing. Um, basically saying, vote for me because my last name is Garcia. That's what he does. Now, really quick, can you play, because uh, this is, this, the Democratic Party is full of crazies. Can you play the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez soundbite real fast? Um, she is trying to whoop up people. She's talking before a room. Where'd you find this? Twitter. Yeah, I know, but go up. I and mean, this is her words. Uh, I don't know exactly where she was when she said this, but she's on video saying it. Listen to this as she tries to get people um, fired up. Here we go. Listen to this. We need to understand and take a step back as to how we got to this point in the first place. Our current leadership was appointed. Yep. It was not elected. Yep, yep. Um, they actually were elected. They weren't appointed. They were actually elected. I just, what is she talking about? She doesn't even know. She's making Nancy Pelosi look somewhat sane. There you go. Uh, 750, we'll continue in five. It's KNST. All right, let's do it. 807 on this Monday. It's August 13th. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, uh, in Tucson, uh, it happened, uh, I believe, in the year 2015. Uh, it turns out uh, there was a uh, guy and his wife claimed to be refugees 
originally from Ethiopia, living in China, and they were accepted into this country, living in Tucson. Turns out they were arrested, and it was announced Friday that the guy is actually a terrorist with Al-Shabaab. So we allowed a terrorist to come on in here. They just simply lied on the application. See, it works. Three years later, we get them. Thanks. Second thing I think you need to know. Man, oh, man, David Garcia, Democratic candidate for governor. We just talked about this. Uh, he accepted the resignation late Thursday of his digital director, but he hired this person. And she called America on Twitter an asshole country. Uh, she thought America is just not fair. You don't get the... You don't get the opportunities on and on and on. Just didn't like America. No wonder David Garcia hired her. They have the same sentiment. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that the, she deleted those tweets, but we still know they're around. And uh, PJ Media broke the story and showed him and they accepted a resignation. That's what you're going to get if you get that Democratic guy for governor, David Garcia. Third thing that I think, you know, the media doing their best to cover up all of the violence caused by Antifa this past weekend. NBC News had a reporter and a photographer assaulted by Antifa, actually got footage of it, and NBC reported it as just them being heckled. Why? Because NBC, along with Antifa, they share share the same viewpoint of hating Trump. There's a lot we couldn't play because there's so much cursing, but uh, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, So, commercials have been airing, political commercials, all over this radio station, um, and it's getting down and dirty for CD1 which is like the Oro Valley area kind of up and goes to the west part of Phoenix. And it's, it's, it's a strange, strange district, but it's there. Uh, and there's a race between um, uh, some people. And Wendy Rogers has an ad out about Steve Smith. And she has a website about him called SlimySteve.com. She's trying to go to the Trump way and give her the nickname. Uh, and people are talking about it. It's kind of brutal. So we, uh, we figured we'd talk to Wendy about this. Wendy, welcome to KNST. How you doing? Great to be on, Garrett. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Sure. So um, the ad, uh, in the ad, you try to tie Steve Smith and his, he owns, I guess, an advertising, like an advertising modeling agency, and you try to tie it to where, like, he's involved in some kind of child sex trafficking pedophilia ring. But it's not true. We, we stand behind our ad 100%. Listeners need to go to uh, slimysteve.com to see the, the timeline of uh, corroborated facts. Uh, the only people who are upset are, are the supporters that he lied to and never really told what his day or night job was. He never leveled with the voters on where he's been working and the manner in which his company advertises. I leveled with the voters from day one, 20 years military service, 21 years as a uh, home inspection company owner, this is stuff that the listeners need to check out uh, because it's vital. The Democrats do vet our candidates. We need to vet them first. What kind of congressional candidate would create and maintain a profile on Model Mayhem, which is a, um, a sordid, seamy website subject to, to recent court action and condemned by anti-trafficking groups such as the uh, National Coalition Against Violence and Exploitation. If you're having to explain your baggage and skeletons, then you're losing. So just, I just want to get this out. Um, it says here in the Arizona Republic, Model Mayhem is popular among photographers seeking models for work. It's been sued by some people who said they weren't warned that sexual predators have also used the website to contact potential victims. Um, uh, it says here, 
he works he his work is directing the young agency it's a modeling firm that is advertised models on that website um, he, has a, he has a profile on model mayhem but here's the question you need to ask what? i mean here, here here's here's the big picture uh this is a situation where we need a fighter not a whiner. No, no, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second, though. Because, again, because this is a pretty big, uh, pretty big matzo ball you put out there. That, uh, that all of a sudden, since he directs a modeling agency called the Young Agency, uh, he has models and he tries to get them out there for work. So he puts them on a modeling website. What has he done that's illegal or seedy about that? I'm talking about model mayhem. Yeah, I'm I, I know. About he, his profile yes. on Model Mayhem. Well, what what is his and profile? What does his profile say? He is on a website, Model Mayhem, and I encourage you to look at the connections that Model Mayhem has. That is not a family friendly website. So again, but but he he puts models on that that work for his. He's he's, he's people go to him and they say, "We want you to find me work or find my kid work," and he takes it and he puts it on this website that I'm a, that 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 people that hire models go to to find models. Okay. So what's wrong about that? This is, again, on our SlimySteve.com website as to what connections but I, it could be on the website But you has. should be able to tell me now. Don't tell me to go to a website. Tell me now what's wrong with it. Uh, Model Mayhem is not a family-friendly website. Take a look at the pictures, and you'll see what I'm saying. What? I'm a mother... I'm a grandmother, and uh, that is not uh, congressional behavior, and that is something the Democrats will run with, and it is not uh, not something we should have in Congress representing I us. I, is, so they're models. What, what is not family-friendly about it? There, I've seen some pictures of girls in bikinis. What's I, not family I'm not going to go into what they look like on your program because it's not suitable. This no, no, it what, is. as long as you don't curse, it's okay. This is a news story, so you, I'm giving you permission. You can say certain things or describe certain things. Well, I'm just curious, again, you know, without telling people to go to that website that you started. And I'm not standing up for Steve Smith, don't get me wrong here, but I just, this is a pretty big thing that to, to lay out there. So, so I want to know, in your mind, what is wrong with this website? Besides, it's not family-friendly, so tell me in actual details... What is wrong with it? What it's related to is what is wrong with it. When you have someone running for Congress who exercises poor judgment by putting a profile of himself on model mayhem, that is what's wrong with it, and the Democrats will run with that. We had a flawed candidate uh, the last time we ran in uh, CD1. The control of the House of Representatives runs right through District 1. We have to keep the House or we're lost. We have the Senate, we have the Supreme Court, but if we lose the House, the America First Trump agenda stops cold. And we will hear about nothing but impeachment for the next few years from Nancy Pelosi. Let's, let's take off the facts for a minute. I am the only one who endorsed Trump way back in the primary, held a veterans rally for him, rather than the other candidate who met Trump and then turned around three months later to endorse another candidate. Okay, hang on a and second. Wendy, still- Ro- hang on a second. Hang on a second. When, you know, this is not just a commercial, and I appreciate, and I'm sure my sales staff does all the commercials you, you've bought, but Wendy Rogers is on KNST AM790. Um, but you actually endorsed, you were part of uh, Jeb Bush's Arizona team. 
I did until October of 2015. And then I saw that uh, Trump was the one I wanted to endorse because of his strong support for the military and for national defense and went wholeheartedly for Trump. I'm glad you brought this up timeline-wise. And then, of course, I introduced him in December of 2015 at Mesa Gateway Airport, which is where I went to pilot training, Williams Air Force Base, and have been and was strongly for him consistently, as opposed to uh, the other candidate who uh, apparently had his picture taken with him on uh, the candidate's first visit uh, to Arizona and then turned around and supported Ted Cruz a few months later and vocally yeah, well, did so. Yeah, and this is the thing, you know, yeah, he, he backed Ted Cruz. And it, listen, there were like 17 people that, that that could be backed and supported, and I get it. But what, what uh, made you support? What made you support? What made you support? Hang on, hang on no, a second. Let me insert one thing. You've been, yes. I, I started supporting yeah. President Trump and consistently supported him. I did not have my picture taken with him and then support another candidate. Uh, three months later, and then act now as though uh, I've been on the uh, train the whole time. The other candidate is acting as though he has been a supporter of the president. He never endorsed the president in the primaries, and, I say again, and never supported him in the general, it even says, okay. when he was the nominee. So okay. let's get that straight. Well, hang on a second. So what made you turn your back from Jeb Bush? Because there's an email that the Arizona Republic got and it was sent out, uh, and it says, it's from you. It's, my name is Wendy Rogers, and like you, I'm a Bush bundler. We have met. We, we may have met in Kennebunkport, at the Reagan Library, or in Miami, and it yeah, goes into your 20s. 20- I, I, I just explained that. I, I was for well, what? another candidate, as all of us were before Trump came down the escalator. And then I changed, gradually evolved. As a uh, so when when did you when did you when did you turn your when, when, who was stronger? Okay. Let me finish. Sorry, to someone who was stronger uh, on national defense and who I aligned with as a businesswoman, as someone who I uh, who I can uh, uh, relate to as a small business owner who has my back, and then I came on board in the fall for Donald Trump, and then as I said, I mean the the record is clear. I introduced him. At a rally sure, as yeah. a representative military veteran in 2015. In 2015. Ever since. Okay. Uh, so, in, so, so that email is from what, 20 before he came down the escalator in 2015? I, I don't know what you're looking at, but yes, it's not, I, I did support uh, another candidate uh, in 2015, as every one of us did. Okay. Um, now, what, I'm just curious, what made you want to support Jeb Bush? Uh, oh, initially? Yes. I mean, he's a Republican who, who has, uh, uh, you know, uh, a set of principles that uh, at the time were what I was looking at. But again, uh, as the field of 17 candidates evolved, I very clearly saw uh, through the summer and fall that Donald Trump was someone who had our back. I often get interviewed, well, you're a woman veteran, and how can you be for someone like Donald Trump? If you serve in the military, you understand that if someone is strong and resolute and competent, that's who you want representing your country. That's who you want uh, as your commander-in-chief who lets your enemies know who they are and who is firm with your friends. And so I have been an unflinching supporter of the president ever since the fall of 2015. Okay, can you hang on for me? Um, sure. I, I just, uh, I just want to ask some, uh, some more questions. We'll get more into the details, uh, because you know, the, the radio ads and everything have really become the story. 
and it's just you and Steve shouting back at each other, back and forth. Nobody knows what the hell to believe. Um, but we could talk more about uh, issues, and I'm curious about that. Hang on for me. Wendy Rogers uh, is on KNST AIM 790. We'll talk to her about some issues that are going on right now and get her take on that. It's coming up. KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thanks, All right, eight twenty-seven. Thanks for hanging out. Gary Lewis with you. Going to be uh, 97 scattered thunderstorms today. We're continuing with Wendy Rogers running for Congress in CD1. Wendy, thanks for hanging on with me. Absolutely. Go um, ahead. So, so uh, when it comes to the whole, uh, let's talk about the Trump agenda, uh, the whole situation with North Korea, uh, the whole situation with Russia, uh, the way the media is playing it out. Uh, do you agree with what the president is doing, meeting with Putin, meeting with Kim Jong-un? What's your take on that? Absolutely, yes. He is a, he is a master persuader. He is uh, several steps ahead of the media, several steps ahead of Putin. Uh, I'm reading a book now. Uh, Win Bigley, which is fascinating uh, commentary on on his persuasion techniques. This is a transformational figure. We have had conversations with our children about him. We have two adult children now, of course, and grandchildren. And I was a lieutenant in the Air Force uh, under Reagan and, you know, flying C-141s and, and all over the world and gone all the time and everything. And even then, I knew uh, that uh, Reagan had our backs and was strong and resolute, and then I, uh, you know, served in Europe for eight years after that. But this president, Donald Trump, doesn't care about being popular. He is uh, firm, and we are in such a, a, a tempestuous time in this world where, you know, no holds barred, there's no uh, cordiality, there's no politeness. This is the kind of figure we need uh, to defend our country and I want to go to Congress to give him backup. We have very few veterans in Congress, by the way. I don't, most of my audiences don't realize this. I've been on a 50-event uh, tour throughout my district. I fly my own airplane. Uh, I fly a Cessna 182, and I am, I am in and out of all these little rural communities, rural airports. Most people don't know that fewer than uh, 18% of congressional members have ever served a day in the military. The Veterans Affairs Committee is a low-prestige committee. Uh, it's like a C-level committee. Uh, we have so many. I have people come up to me. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Well, I got you. Hang on a second, give, though. I, I they listen. Give, we, we they hang, give me their Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. I want to ask you questions. Sure. I'm running out of time. I want. I want to ask you questions, and you. And you. You know, just. So I get under. I totally understand how veterans are important and things like that. But we seem to have been let down by a veteran. I'm curious about what you think the job Martha McSally has done as a member of Congress. I, you know, I, she's running for the U.S. Senate. I, I know all three candidates in that race, and I have to humbly kind of stay out of that uh, and, and focus on my own uh, U.S. House race. Uh, suffice it to say, whoever is the Republican nominee uh, for that Senate seat, we all need to get behind because Kirsten Cinema is not who we want representing us in the United States Senate uh, from Arizona. But if I, if I may get back to my district, uh, I am someone who's led in, in military life and death situations. And so this is combat. And you asked me earlier in the, in the interview about my ad, which I stand behind 100%. My mission is to take on the Democrats. I am the only one who has now forced Congressman Tom O'Halloran to go on an RV tour. No one had ever heard of O'Halloran traveling the district until I started my 50-stop uh, barnstorming tour throughout the various rural towns and cities. I just returned the other day 
from uh, hugely attended uh, get-togethers for me in Page, Sholo, Williams, Snowflake, Eager, Stafford, Pima, Duncan, and Winslow. And I have to tell you, people are totally fired up to take this district back from the Democrats. Trump won this district, and McCain beat Kirkpatrick in this district when he ran for Senate. We teased out all the data points and realized that. So District 1 is a top get for us Republicans nationwide to be able to flip it. And you have to have a Republican nominee who has a strong, dedicated, disciplined campaign to do this. I have, uh, if I didn't say so earlier, I did another interview for Broomhead this morning, so I'm, pardon me if I'm repeating myself, but our uh, social media is how Trump won his election in large part. And my I got you. Listen, listen. I got. I got to cut you off for just a second. It's running out of time because you know. Again, I want to talk about other things, but running out of time. Um, last thing, we're getting inundated with emails and phone calls and everything. And I, I'm giving you just you know one last one last time. Um, and, and it's because this has become the subject now, and it, and it's a very good. It, it goes to character too. Okay, the radio ad that you run. Um, again, it says stand that behind it. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on again. It says that his modeling agency specializes in underage girls and advertises on websites linked to sex trafficking. Um, again, where it on that website, it, it literally, I mean, models, models are scantily clad people. The models want to get attention. That's a website where people that hire models go to, to find the models. So what exactly has Steve Smith done that is wrong or illegal? He has exercised extremely poor judgment. Where else is it? By, by putting models that go to him to, to, to get jobs, so he puts them on the website. He does what they want them to do. How has he exercised poor judgment? Model mayhem. Anyone who puts a profile of himself on model mayhem should not be representing us in the United States Congress. And, and why is that? Why, what's wrong with model mayhem? Well, I could tick off all the reasons that model mayhem is unsavory and is uh, subject to recent court action, and I'd be, you know, filling up your your uh, program with that. But it is a steamy, sordid website. Is there pornography on it? Is there people having sex? Take a look at it. Well, I mean, you should be able to answer that yes or no if you know about it. I'm not going to talk about Model Mayhem anymore. You just have. You have an ad about it. Okay. All right. All right. I will will read to you. If if this is what you really want, I will read to you. He personally advertises on Model Mayhem. That's what I just read. Which is a website full of pornographic material. And it has been involved in human trafficking, according to ABC News. Okay, that was a, that was, that was an ABC News in Columbia, Missouri. Dangerous history. Okay. Okay. So you think he's putting okay. girls in danger by putting them on there? You'll have to ask him. Okay. Maybe we will. All right, Wendy. Thank you very much, and uh, good luck in the campaign. Wendy Rogers. Yeah, I know. Listen, I. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You can Google Wendy Rogers, find out more. We can continue to get a reaction. I have other stuff to talk about. Tiger as well. Don't go anywhere. Here's fine. KNST has your shot at a trip to our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword FUN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's FUN to 200-200.
Sorry, 8.42. Interesting how uh, this stuff works. We'll tell you about what just happened in just a second. First, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, a couple of refugees living here in Tucson have been arrested. Because it turns out it's a husband and wife. The husband's actually part of the Al-Shabaab terrorist group. Whoops, he lied on the application. So did she. No kidding. Back in 2015, they applied to come here. Under who was president? Who? Obama. Just saying. Let everyone in. Let them all in. That's what we do here. Yay. Uh, but what we do under the Obama administration is we uh, we surveilled journalists like James, Ro- James Rosen of Fox News. I don't. I want to know what that guy's up to. But uh, terrorists, come on in. Second thing that I think you need to know. Uh, David Garcia, Democratic candidate for governor here in Arizona, accepted the resignation of his uh, digital director, Xenia Arona, after tweets surfaced that she deleted. But tweets surfaced where she called America an asshole country. I mean, that's why. What do you think? They have this. They have the same attitude. You're going to work on my campaign. Got to have the same ideas, same beliefs. She called America an asshole country, said you can't get any opportunity in America, all this stuff. Uh, so. They accepted a resignation, but there's a reason why he hired her. Third thing, I think you need to know, and we'll get into this, Antifa. Antifa. They uh, they had a lot of violence going on this past weekend. They even attacked an NBC photographer and reporter, and NBC tried to cover it up by saying they were being heckled. We'll play that also. Don't go anywhere. Three things I think you need to know. So, um, apparently people were listening. Uh, and you got to ask these questions. I don't let people get away with this stuff. I guess that's why people don't want to come on the show. Um, And you can comment about Wendy Rogers if you'd like at 880-KNST, 880-5678. But I wasn't very impressed. To me, it just feels like, you know, someone just wants to use Trump to get elected. Oh, yeah, 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 I love Trump too. Yeah, yeah, He's awesome now. I mean, just like McSally, right? Um, She she has an ad that is uh, running on this station. That is, uh, it's pretty, um, and but don't ask me to get rid of the ad. Don't ask me. It's pretty, pretty out there. And she literally couldn't back it up. She couldn't back it up. So anyway, apparently, um, and we'll get a reaction about Wendy in just a second. Um, apparently Steve Smith's people were listening because that's just what happens. It's the beautiful thing about having the iHeartRadio app. Listen at KNST.com. You have options. And uh, as soon as as soon as the interview was over, you could ask Ryan. Uh, as soon as the interview was over, apparently Steve Smith's people called up like, "We want Steve on the show if possible." And I never wanted him on the show, but now I do. And it's so sad, isn't it? That what are we talking about? We're not talking about the issues. And and you know what's crazy? Look at the power of Trump. You have candidates that are trying to out Trump themselves and out Trump each other. No, I love Trump more. No, I love Trump more. No, I love Trump more. Which is great because I love what Trump's doing. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, your your spidey sense has to go up, right? Your BS meter has to shoot up and say, are they just saying this just to get elected? So anyway, uh, I was like, Ryan, who are you talking to? So Steve Smith's people called up ASAP, huh? And said, we, we'd like to be on the show, like, as soon as we can. As soon as they can. Absolutely. There's some uh, refuting that needs to go on, apparently. And I'm all for it. I am, too. Listen, there were some real questions about her when... And she she said she answered it about not, you know, she was a Jeb Bush supporter until Trump came down the escalator. That was pretty early on. You know, we knew Jeb was running since like 2013. But, um, you know, 
Trump came down in June of 2015, right? Uh, and there was emails, and I, I read it from the Arizona Republic. You can Google it. You can get the same story as I did. And you can, you can see when she was sending out emails on behalf of bundling for Jeb Bush, which, look, not everybody thought Trump was going to be the guy. Uh, again, Steve Smith was a cruise guy. Does it all look cheesy? Yes, it all looks cheesy. You know, Steve Smith has the ads. You know, the Trump team, you know, you get very funny with words. The Trump team supports me, not Trump. But it, I've gotten texts. You know, it, Trump supports me. The Trump team supports me. Well, which one is it? Right? That's why you sit back and say, who the hell do you trust? Then you have the other one, the third one, who has remained uh, silent. The Tiffany Shedd, she's bought some ad. I, I've not heard from her. But I've read some things about establishment ties. So I'm kind of like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Hang on, let's go to some calls. Patrick, welcome to KNST. Hello, Patrick. Hey, oh. I think you nailed it right on the head. Your, your BS meter has to go off, and it was going off left and right. Uh, it seemed like she was very weaselly about her answer. She was dodging them left and right, especially your question about what made you want to support Jeb Bush. And right there, I mean, just the fact that she was supporting Jeb Bush yeah. was enough for me to be like, no. But, uh, yeah, I and mean, then she couldn't answer it. She was just, he had the values. Uh, his, yeah, that's... Yeah. To me, what values? values open borders. Yeah. <laughs> Illegal immigrants, come on in. Cheap labor. That, that's what yeah. Jeb Bush stood for. That was it. That's yeah. what the whole Bush family stands for. And her answer, you were asking great questions and well, thank you. not getting good any, any good answers. So I, I applaud you for that. Absolutely. I see, was enjoying your questions, not her answers. <laughs> well, see, that's why, look, my, my allegiance is to you. And that's why a lot of politicians or anybody won't come on this show because I'm going to ask questions, right? And if they're afraid to, to answer some honest questions, they shouldn't be running. Yeah. I mean, listen, and just put it out her, there. I'm going to agree or disagree. That's it. When, when you asked her about her ad, and she kept dodging it, and then finally you pinned her in the corner and got her to answer it, it was very, hmm, uh, it, it's, it's like it, it's the type of person that, that spites any woman that, that uh, enjoys the fact that they're beautiful. That's what I got from it. Whoa, when, when women uh, value their beauty and they put themselves out there for modeling and, and it, they try to make it into a career, I, I have no qualms about that. They want to use that. That's awesome. And it sounds like she just hates that. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. And, and to me, if there was a, a woman or, you know, it's, it's basically, I guess, as the agency goes toward teenage girls or whatever, and that's not bad. You know, they're, they're models. They're models in magazines, my, on websites. My sister used to be a teenage model. There you go. To me, if there was something bad, I would think that a family would have contacted Wendy or she would have got a hold of them, and they would have said, Steve Smith did this, blah, blah. But that doesn't happen. I mean, it's they, they go to Steve Smith, I'm assuming, to say, I want to be out there. Put me out there so I can make money modeling. And that's part he of the whole process. Himself. Yeah. So, anyway, Patrick, man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening and the kind words, man. I'll keep it up. Yep. See you, man. Keep up the hard work. Let's uh, go to uh, Jerry. Jerry, welcome to KNST. Hi. Oh, good morning, Garrett. Hi. Yeah, I really enjoyed what Wendy Rogers had to say. And I went what to that website she that she put out there and went through the whole website. And I can see why Randy Rogers didn't make some comments. There's some things that she, I wouldn't want to say on the radio. And remember, when Steve Smith was pushing Babu, there's a picture Babu. of him saying that, I am so excited to be pushing Babu, and we have shared interest. I mean, that alone tells oh, me a whole lot. Oh, no, it does. Uh, that has nothing to do with, no, getting out of here. Yeah. So you like Wendy, and you want to put it out there. I get it. Call on the radio, try to do that. It has nothing, and it's Babu, not Babu. 
There were a lot of people that were fans of Paul Babu because of his stance on illegal immigration. Give me a break. Whatever. 851. That's, you know, you got to deal with that sometimes. We'll probably, we'll get, we have Mark Napier, Sheriff Napier on tomorrow at 810. We'll probably get Steve Smith tomorrow at 710 to talk about all these things. Uh, because they're very relevant. 851, and there's much more we need to talk about. Peter Stroke is fired. How about that, huh? FBI fine. I mean, it took so long to get this guy canned. It's like he has tenure as a teacher or something. 851, we'll get to the Antifa stuff, the horrible reporting by NBC, the Omarosa sound bites, the media ignoring actual evidence from people in Omarosa's book saying, what she wrote about me is not true. I will get to all that. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Huh? Oh, is this on? Yes, it is. What are you doing? Don't play coy. Sorry, it's your morning ritual. I'm not sorry about that. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Uh, we've confirmed Steve Smith is going to be on the show tomorrow. Maybe you can bring some of them hot, mo- as long as they're legal, of course. You. No, I'm kidding. All right, so uh, he wants to refute. What can he refute? Because I don't. I, what, that, because Randy, Wendy Rogers didn't say anything. Anyway, I know what he's going to say. I'm sure he's going to address the whole situation with the modeling and stuff like that. Which this is what's important. Like this, and that's when I started talking to. Anyway, we'll get to that in just a second. There are three things first that I think you need to know. Number one, um, couple of uh, refugees living here in Tucson for a few years have been arrested. U.S. Attorney uh, put out that uh, memo Friday late in the day, uh, and uh, the release late in the day. And uh, they said that the guy, there's an Ethiopian couple, they were living in China, they wanted to move here. They lied about not being terrorists. Turns out the guy is actually an Al-Shabaab terrorist living here in Tucson. And, uh, you know, I don't get it. I thought that the Tucson City Council, the mayor, you probably forgot his name because he's never really doing anything. Uh, the, the Police Chief Magnus, uh, the supervisors, the nuts, Dick Elias, the rest of them, Huckberry, aren't they welcoming? Why are they not welcoming to this person? Just because they're a terrorist, shouldn't they maybe, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, just maybe, require that these people be vet, you know, a little bit more, just vet vet them a little, whatever. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the uh, digital director for Democratic candidate for governor, David Garcia, resigned because her tweets that were gone now have come up again like herpes. Yep, and she apparently, uh, she doesn't, Xenia is her name. She thinks America's an asshole country. Uh, she seemed to like Mexico more. She's not a big fan of America. No, 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 no. So, by the way, so she had to resign because it came out. Uh, why do you think that mentality was hired by Democratic candidate for governor David Garcia? Maybe because they share some kind of ideology, I'm just thinking. Third thing I think you need to know, the FBI has fired Uh Crooked, lying Peter Stroke. Struck, stroke, whatever, stroke. He's the guy that was having the affair with Lisa Page. He's the one that wanted to take down Donald Trump. You name it, he is now fired. What does that mean? I don't know. How is he still there? He was working in HR, by the way, which when you're having an affair with someone that works with you, good thing that you get transferred to HR after that. Well, you know all the rules in the end of the house. Exactly. (laughs) I know what not to do. Holy crap. Three things I think you need to know. The FBI finally did something good by firing that loser. 
I came from Mitch and Murray from downtown. My advice was to fire that bleeping loser. If you understand that, you get it. If not, you don't. So Steve Smith will be on the show tomorrow morning uh, at 710 uh, to refute whatever Wendy Rogers said. She couldn't prove anything. All she could say is that he's terrible and that website's terrible. How can you tell me it's terrible? If you just go to the website I created, I you can see it. Can you just give me an example? I don't want to go to the website. right? No, I'm not going to say it. It's just terrible. Well, then why'd you create a website? If, it, if you can't say it on the radio because it's so bad and you're a mom, why'd you create a website with that information on there? Those websites, I mean, I don't get it. You know, art is racy. Art is racy. And people want to be artists it's for varying modeling. degrees. Yeah, and did, modeling I, You know what racy. I should have asked her? Did you ever stop your husband from getting a Sports Illustrated swimsuit? Edition. Did you ever, you ever stop that? I'll never, I'll never forget my first glimpse of that. I think I was probably eight years old. The famous Kathy Ireland cover where she was topless just holding the bikini, which I later learned is not how you actually wear a bikini, but I still liked that. Man, crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Uh, by the way, the Trumpster uh, just uh, tweeted... Just fired Agent Strzok, formerly of the FBI, was in charge of the crooked Hillary Clinton sham investigation. It was a total fraud on the American public and should be properly redone. Boom. I'm digging that. I'm digging that a lot. So Steve Smith tomorrow morning, 710. Uh, Sheriff Napier, 810 tomorrow morning, to talk about uh, the, uh, the reaction from Supervisor Dick Elias. It's on my Facebook. It's on my page at KNST.com. Uh, Dick Elias going, you're going to fire people if you don't get the Stone Garden grant money, Mark? And he's like, yeah. He goes, okay. We'll play it for you in a little bit. It's another big deal. First, though, John wants to react. John, welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, Garrett. What's up, John? So, Garrett, I'm retired military also, but I was a little bit bothered by how much Wendy went back to her veteran status every time you asked her a question she didn't want to answer she couldn't answer she was like she was like a little kid saying hey dad come look at me look at me over here look at me how come you're not paying any attention to my veteran status you know i i don't want to you know it's it's crazy you can't apparently you can't say anything i don't want to say bad but um because we love veterans who doesn't love veterans but just because you're a veteran doesn't mean you're going to be the greatest at being a politician or the greatest at this. You know, she she kept talking about Trump is transformative. He's the best. They said Trump did everything he could to avoid, uh, you know, going to the, going to Vietnam, which I I get. But he did. Every, he's a businessman. So, yep. you know, whatever your background is, tell me what you want to do. You know, I gave her an opportunity to talk about what she wanted to do. And instead, she kept talking about, yeah, her um, her her history in the military and going to little towns in Arizona. Well, that, how does that speak to me? If I'm not in that little town in Arizona, what what exactly are you going to do? If she would just say, you know what, I'm going to make sure the damn wall's built. I'm going to make sure taxes are even lower. I want even more jobs. I want that wall built. I, but she didn't did she didn't get any of that. I gave her time. That's why I had to cut her off. Yeah, well, you know, she also never mentioned anything from her post from her 20 years in the civilian sector post military she said that she was she ran a home inspection business for 20 years how come you're not pointing to anything in your home inspection business why are you always going back to the fact that well, mm. I'm a veteran I'm a veteran I'm a veteran yeah. sorry that doesn't wash with me tell me what you're going to do for me tell me what you want to do don't keep, continue to tell me state the obvious about how you are a veteran yeah I heard it a million times I appreciate your service but you know you're going back to that particular status one too many times I got gotcha. you. John, appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening, dude. Have a good day. Thanks, brother. Take care, man. You too. Um, 
just that's nothing to say. Wait, it wait, is what you it know, is. again, we're 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 in a in a time where we have such easy access to information, right? I mean, she could does she still have that home inspection business? She could have talked about the impact the Trump tax cuts have had to it. She understands what it's like to be a business owner, a working person. But whatever. Right? Whatever. Um 880-KNST, 880-5678. Some interesting things. I just want to, well, we'll get to some more comments in just a second, but I wanted wanted to hit up on a couple of things about uh, Omarosa because it's just too funny. Um, I don't want to play too many sound bites because it's just kind of crazy what she has said. I mean, she's just saying the president is is, uh, mentally challenged. He is, he is, He's getting worse every day. All this garbage, right? I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Um, now, the NBC story about her, I thought, was uh, was very interesting. Uh, I saw it on NBCnews.com. Um, Omar, Omarosa claims she heard Trump N-word tape after a book's publication. Convenient, huh? Convenient. So, in the book, it says here, Newman describes hearing about the tape, but not to hearing it herself. She said Sunday she personally listened to it after her book had gone to press. Quote, she had heard it for two years. She said, I heard it for two years that it existed, and once I heard it for myself, it was confirmed. What I feared most, that Donald Trump is a con and has been masquerading as someone who's actually open to engaging with diverse communities. Wait, what? Really? But the, when he talks that way, the way he did on tape, it confirmed he's truly a racist. So it says here, Newman didn't, it didn't specify when exactly the tape was from, but it said it was from Trump's time hosting the... Apprentice and spinoffs through early 2015. That's the best she has. The best she has. Now, let me just tell you this again. This is very, very important stuff that the media, shockingly enough, is not reporting. Frank Luntz, who is a pollster, he is a consultant, he's not a fan of Trump. He actually was pushing for Rubio and was getting paid by Rubio to try to get Rubio to be the guy in the primaries. But Frank Luntz, Tweeted out uh, over the weekend, I'm in Omarosa's book on page 149. She claims to have heard from someone who heard from me that I heard Trump use the N-word. Not only is this flat out false, I've never heard such a thing, but Omarosa didn't even make an effort to call me or email me to verify. Very shoddy work. So you have that. Then you have Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen used to be Trump's attorney. Now he has Lanny Davis as an attorney as he's trying to escape the uh, the grasp of Robert Mueller. And Robert Mueller wants to nail him to the wall over like a taxi uh, taxi scandal in New York City. And taxi medallion scandal. I don't want to get into it, but uh, who knows if he did something wrong or not. But he's going to try to use that. We'll give you, you know, if you give me some dirt on Trump, we'll go easy on you. That's, you know, what's happening. So Cohen has totally abandoned Trump. And Trump, they're not, they don't like each other anymore. Cohen's taping them and calls. Yet Cohen put out a tweet because there was a news story. Newsweek. This has become fake news. Newsweek story. Saturday, 6 in the morning, I saw this. Trump ate sensitive document after Cohen meeting. Former White House aide claims. And they have a picture, by the way, of Donald Trump putting a French fry in his mouth to make it look like he's eating something. That's how disgraceful Newsweek is. Trump, I mean, this is as bad as the Russian dossier. Trump ate sensitive document after Cohen. You think Donald Trump's going to eat paper? Ate something in in Amorosa's book, an excerpt. Washington Post got it. She recalls, quote, I saw him put a note in his mouth. Since Trump was ever the germaphobe, I was shocked 
He appeared to be chewing and swallowing the paper. It must have been something very, very sensitive. Must have been. Must have been. So Michael Cohen, his attorney at the time, not any longer, tweeted out yesterday to many to the many dozens of journalists who called me, questioning Amorosa's claim in her new book that Trump took a note from me, put it in his mouth and ate it. I saw no such thing, and I'm shocked anyone would take this seriously. Why should that shock you? Shouldn't shock you. Why, did, why should that shock you? Really quick, uh, fifty nine. This is this is more. This this leads more to the the media, but the media doesn't care if she's lying. They just throw her on. They're okay with fake news because they hate Trump. Anything that makes Trump look bad, even if it's not true, they go with it. Uh, this is Omarosa this morning. Uh, was it this? Was it this morning? Or was it? No, no. This was yesterday on one of the Sunday shows. I forget which one. Maybe CBS. Uh, fifty nine. Listen to this. Because you said. Um that the betrayal, the Read idea the press, that he might have press. used this word, um, that it would be this betrayal because you thought it would men, mean that he might have used it about you. Oh, Do absolutely. you believe he used it about you? Possibly, because Donald Trump talks about possibly. everyone behind their backs. Hmm? You know, Garrett talks about everybody behind their back. Hmm? And in front of their back. That was about calling her the N-word. Did you hear what she said? Open that up, though. Did you hear the word she said? Did you hear that? The P word? One more time. Well, yeah, the P word. Go ahead. Because you said um, that the betrayal, the idea that he might have used this word, the N-word. Um, that it would be this betrayal because you thought it would men- mean that he might have used it about you. Oh, Do absolutely. you believe he used it about you? Possibly. Because Possibly. Donald Trump talks about everyone behind Possibly. their back. So Frank Luntz is like, I'm in your book, and you credit me with saying that I heard a tape of Trump saying the N-word. I never did it. You never even called me to verify. And Ash like, Possibly. 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 Because- one more, number six. Oh, you know, before we get to number 60, Trump was asked when he had the Bikers for Trump in New Jersey. Awesome. 62. Um, you might not be able to hear it, but a reporter says, what do you think, uh, Omarosa? This was uh, yesterday. This is what, uh, or was it Saturday? I can't remember. What, I think it was we, Saturday. Saturday, okay. Uh, this is what uh, Trump said. Here we go. I better not go any further. Low life. She's a low life. So you couldn't really hear it, but the reporter said, what do you think Omarosa goes? She's a lowlife. Of course, that's racist. I, so at least Omarosa says that. Funny, 60, 60, really go. Uh, more Omarosa on Meet the Press with, with uh, that sleepy-eyed son of a... <clears throat> Chuck Todd, here we go. I am pretty certain that he's probably said some very derogatory things about me. In fact, yesterday, on this moment before Charlottesville, the anniversary of Charlottesville, instead of talking about how to unify the nation, he actually insulted me by calling me a lowlife. That is a man who is inclined to start racially charged engagement and use race to kind of stir up his base. Pretty certain. Is lowlife racist? Yeah, I'm pretty certain. You are a lowlife for doing what you did. You're a lowlife. That's how New Yorkers... I was talking about my dad this weekend. He's like, you know, people just don't get it. He's a New Yorker. Some people don't understand how New Yorkers talk. And that's... They're pretty to the point, as you can you know, witness the past eight plus years. Right? And speaking of New York, hang on. Thor, welcome to KNST. Hello, Thor. What's up, buddy? Yeah, terrific job on the interview. Thank Listen, you. I just want to up the comment on either political 
uh, a, a person in their viewpoint on. I really don't know enough to comment, but let me just say this. I listened to your interview with her. With Wendy. I honestly, I, yes, exactly. I, I felt that she was skirting the issue. You were trying to pin her down with regard to the comment about her opponent being somehow engaged in a pedophilia or, or some type of pedophilia type uh, behavior. And I got to tell you, that's a very strong uh, aspersion to cast upon your opponent. And what does that say about her if it's not true? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is she willing to do to become elected? I got to tell you, that's reprehensible if it's not true. You just don't go mudslinging. Mudslinging, I understand, certainly in, in the political sphere is, is commonplace, but not to that degree. You know, have some evidence, back it up. And then it seemed to me like it was an entire promo for her entire campaign. Well, visit the website. Well, I'm, I'm, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that. Yeah, but I get it. Answer question. You're right. Sorry, I'm losing you. No, and I found what? much rip. What? Job. <laughs> say, say, wait, I thought it was a compliment. Well, well say, say one more time, you cut out. I didn't, I didn't hear that. Um, I think you did a terrific job there you go. with the interview. And I just, unfortunately, if it was me interviewing, I probably wouldn't have been able to maintain my composure. You did a terrific job, but I was still, I found myself as I was listening to it that he, she wasn't answering the question definitively for me. And yeah, and, uh, it, it wasn't a mean question. I'm just like, I'm giving her a chance. She could have said, yep, this is the evidence. And I'd be like, wow, okay. But there was nothing, nothing. Absolutely. But, but moreover, Garrett, let me just point this out. It seemed to me that she very much believed in her position, and I, and, I, and I commend that. But at the same time, if you're so myopic, you and yet you're going to kind of cast an assertion on someone that's not really true. I understand in our society there's been a moral erosion. I get it. But to make that kind of comment, I mean, that's way above It's a bit much. The norm. It's a exactly. bit much. You're right. Thor, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for listening. You got it, Take him in. Be good. Thank you. 925, there's more. We'll get to it. Uh, again, Steve Smith will be on the show tomorrow to respond to all this. Um, I don't know what he, you know, he can say because she didn't really, she didn't say anything to back it up, but we'll get to that. Uh, tomorrow morning, 710, he will be on the show right here on KNST. All right, 930. Thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you here. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Um, it is going to be 97 with scattered thunderstorms, 30% chance throughout the day. And it's already like muggy out there now. So, uh, have fun with that. And I'm guessing it's muggy because I'm sitting in an air conditioned studio, (laughs) but you're probably, maybe you're outside. Maybe you're not. Uh, if you're outside, uh, take a picture and send it to someone that cares. Uh, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I care that you're listening. You know, getting mugged by the weather isn't a good thing. Nobody likes that. That's a good point. So yesterday, really quick, yesterday, I'm watching uh, P- the PGA Championship, and my, my wife my wife can't stand Tiger Woods. Shut up, jerk. Can't stand Tiger Woods. And she can't stand Tiger Woods because of what Tiger did to his wife and kids, and I get it. I mean, you, you can't get more of a dirt bag, more of a bigger dirt bag that's a public figure than Tiger Woods. And I, I get that stuff, and he had issues, and he had a... Uh, he, he had a prescription drug problem as well. I mean, he had some issues and it looks like now all of a sudden I'm watching this. He is, he's, you know, putting out his hand, actually giving people five as he walks from hole to hole, which I've never seen before. He actually congratulated the champion Brooks Kepka when he came out of the cameras caught that. Is this a change tiger? I don't know. Here's what I know. When tiger admitted and had that, that press conference like eight years ago or seven years ago, whenever that was that he let his mom down and he cheated on his wife and he took a three wood to the forehead or whatever it was from his now ex-wife. I mean, people were like, he's done, he's toast, that's it. And everybody made fun of him, and everybody was ragging on him, and that's just the way it is. But this is America, we're very accepting. 
Uh, of course, the biggest example is Trump, who has a history of uh, women. He got elected president. We know. We know what's going on. But we like comeback stories, too, right? We like honesty. Tiger admitted he screwed up big time. If you watched PGA Championship yesterday, you know how the media loved him. The crowd loved him. media loved him, too. But the crowd was going crazy. They were pulling for him to win more than anybody else. And that's why I think politicians, if you couldn't learn from Trump, you're so thick in the skull you can't learn from Trump, like a McSally. Um, It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make mistakes. But just own up to it. That's all we ask in America. Own up to it. We really are forgiving people. We like, we, it re, you know, as much as, you know, the media and the news, it, it, you know, a lot of bad stuff, negative stuff, and, and, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, and blah, 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 and all the, you know, salacious stuff, I get it. But Americans really love, they get entertained, and they get, they get excited and happy about a comeback story. It's a good story. When there's a comeback story, it's a good story. People like that. And, you know, you get somebody like Martha McSilent. Maybe she really does like Trump now. Maybe she really does believe a wall is the best option. But she never actually comes out and says it. If she came on this show and said, I get why people wouldn't believe me. I I get it. I had to do some soul searching myself. And after working with this president, I realized how good he is. No, I didn't vote for him because I just believed the headlines. And then I got to know him. And he's the real deal. And what he's doing is good for this country. And I want to be part of that. What do you suppose? At that point, you say... Well, okay. I mean, we're allowed to change our minds in this country, you know? It's not like all of a sudden you have to have one train of thought and you can't deviate from it at all. You can admit a mistake. As long as you admit the mistake and say, I was wrong about that, which is not a hard thing to do. I made a mistake once. And as long as you, you, you're okay with that, the public will love you. Just like they love Tiger Woods. I bet you, you probably never thought, even I never thought Tiger would get the, the applause like he did yesterday. I'm like telling you, just whether you're a politician or anybody, if you own up to it, people will be behind you. As long as you didn't murder somebody, they'll be behind you. Uh, so that's a lesson they should learn. 9.34 now on KNST AM 790. Um, coming up in about uh, five minutes, we'll do one more of the Supervisor Dick Elias sound bites because I think it's funny. And then you got to hear the media's obsession with race. We got the anti. We got to play the Antifa uh, reporting by NBC News, and then what happened uh, with uh, Kellyanne Conway? The question that was asked to her about race was insane. We'll get to that coming up right now. It's fiction. Nine forty-three. Thanks for hanging out, Garrett Lewis. With you, three things I think you need to know. Number one, U.S. Attorney's Office announced they arrested two refugees living in Tucson since uh, I think probably they applied for refugee status in 2015. They got in. Uh, Ethiopian. They came from China, though. They were living in China. And it turns out the guy lied. He was part of the Al-Shabaab terrorist group. I guess they didn't check on that, now, did they? Let them all in under Obama. There you go. Second thing that I think you need to know, David Garcia, Democratic candidate for governor here in Arizona. Kind of a nuts. Imagine Southern Arizona without a wall. That's what he said. His digital director resigned because tweets came out where she talked about America being an asshole country. Doesn't like it here. Thinks you don't have opportunity, all this stuff. Uh, you don't think there's a reason why he hired her to run his digital aspect of his campaign? Uh-huh. Third thing I think you need to know, Peter Strzok, fired by the FBI. It's about damn time, isn't it? Fired by the FBI. Like two years too late, but whatever. So he got canned. 
What does it mean? What is it going to do? Does it matter at this point? Three things I think you need to know. So tomorrow morning, 710, Steve Smith is uh, running in CD1. He'll respond to the interview I did with uh, Wendy Rogers, uh, where she didn't uh, really give any detail about uh, any of the claims she makes in her radio ads. Uh, 810 tomorrow morning, Sheriff Napier will be on to talk about uh, Dick Elias, Supervisor Dick Elias. Let's play that soundbite real quick, if you don't mind. Let's play the short one, 58. Supervisor uh, Elias' reaction to Sheriff Napier saying, we may have to lay people off if we don't get that Stone Garden grant money that we've gotten again since every year since 2004, but they hate Trump, so they're, they're, they're wanting to stop it. So this was Elias following up, Dick Elias following up with Sheriff Napier. Here we go. You're actually talking about laying these people off, Mark? Yes, people losing their jobs. Okay. Okay. So he said, okay. Videos on my page, KNST.com. He'll be on to talk about that. Dick Elias, okay with public safety. Getting worse. I mean, we have a tough enough job with, right, uh, Tucson uh, Chief Magnus. Another guy that won't come on to answer any questions. We can disagree on stuff. It's okay. You can't go go into an interview expecting to convince someone to change everything they believe. You just got to state what you believe. And if people back it or support it, they can. If they disagree, they disagree. It's as simple as that. It's like what we do with Brandon Judd on on Friday. Like It's okay. They can have different thoughts. So, we have that, which is nice. Now, um, let's play a little bit of uh, Antifa. Let's do 68 real quick. Can't really hear 67. 68, this is a guy talking to, because Antifa was all over uh, D.C. uh, a year after the Charlottesville uh, atrocity where a young girl was killed because you had, yeah, everybody was crazy there. Everybody was crazy. So uh, Antifa showed up because apparently Unite the Right, about 20 people showed up for that to do some kind of a rally a year later. And who knows what those people are doing. Uh, but you had more reporters and Antifa people than the actual people that were going to do the rally. Anyway, some some guy had a phone, he's taping people and he's like, what would you do if uh, Trump showed up? Here we go. If it came down to it and it was a group effort, we'd have to do him like Gaddafi. Like Gaddafi? Yeah. Like Gaddafi. Meaning they want to just take Trump and uh, kill him. And if there's more of that. There's cursing. It. Yeah. And a group effort. Yeah, exactly. This is what these people are saying. This is this is the left. Democrats do not condemn this. It's a lynch mob yep. mentality. So you have the media out there saying that Trump supporters are the ones that are terrible because they chant CNN sucks. Now we're going to kill you. They think the, fa- the media is fake news. Somehow that means, my God, they're going to kill a journalist soon. Antifa goes out. They say they want to kill the president. They want to kill any political enemy. They actually said that. They want to kill any political enemy. No joke. It's documented. They actually went out and roughed up an NBC reporter, NBC photographer. NBC hit it. Let's play 65. I'll give Willie Geist this credit. Willie Geist, um, yeah, Sunday morning on the Today Show, the weekend version, they Saturday night was when the NBC reporter and the photographer roughed up by Antifa, and Antifa was threatening him, cursing at him, all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is what Willie Geist said. Here we go. Demonstrations in Charlottesville during the day on Saturday were peaceful, but got out of hand last night as leftist Antifa protesters lashed out at the media and the police. At least he said leftist. That's why I wanted to hear that. I'm being fair. I was like, wow, how about that? Then they went to a reporter, Garrett Hake. Garrett spelled incorrectly, two T's. And this is what he said about the Antifa violence. They literally 
attacked an NBC reporter. The mob beat up, by the way, a police officer. But this is what was reported. Here we go. Overnight, tense moments in the streets of Charlottesville, Virginia. Far-left protesters heckling the media and chanting anti-police slogans. Heckling. Heckling the media. Really? Heckling? That's what they're saying. Heckling the media. Hmm. So NBC literally hid the fact that one of their reporters is attacked. Because why? Because they don't like Trump and neither does Antifa. Right? Neither does Antifa. So they're, they don't want him to get uh, in too much trouble. That's it. I, we couldn't even play a lot of the sound bites. It'd be, all you'd hear is beep, 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 beep. All they do is curse. F Trump, F this, F that, F the police, F the... They think the police is racist. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Uh, there were chants, it takes bullet to bash fash. Bullet. They're calling for violence. And it's, uh, it's heckling. It's heckling, yeah. Uh, now let's go to um, the Amorosa scandal. Uh, Kellyanne Conway was invited to be on this week with John Carl, ABC's John Carl. And uh, she kind of puts him in his place. But this is what the, listen, the left and the media are obsessed with race. They're not obsessed with results. They're obsessed with race. Not obsessed with who's best for the job. They're obsessed with race. Listen to this. Here we go. Kellyanne, um, the uh, Omarosa was the most prominent high-level African-American serving in the West Wing on President Trump's staff. Who now is that person? Who is the most prominent, high-level advisor to the president on the West Wing staff right now? Pause it. So that's what's most important. How can, how can he go on? If he doesn't have an African-American there, he's racist. Maybe he's not looking at the color of their skin. Let's continue. African-American? Yes. I would say that, well, first of all, you're, you're totally uh, not covering the fact that our Secretary of Housing and Urban Development mm-hmm. and world-renowned... Um, I'm asking you about the White House staff. I'm asking you about the people well, the President is with every day. That he's, that he's, well, the President works with Secretary Carson every day. He's trying to break the back of... Who, the who there is in, on the White House staff oh. right now? And uh, you, we have Jerron, who's done a fabulous job and very involved with... He's been very involved with Jared Kushner and President Trump on prison reform at the beginning. He's been there from the beginning. He worked with Omarosa and others of us. Does he have an office in the West Wing? Oh, my God. He has an office on the, in the EOP, absolutely. The executive office of the president, yes. But, 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 but not in the West Wing. How, what, what does that say to have not, not a single senior advisor in the West Wing? It's infuriating, isn't it? I wish she would just sit back and say, so you're judging people based on the color of their skin as opposed to their ability. I, doesn't even, I don't even owe you an answer. So we get the best people we think, no matter what color or sex they are, but if it doesn't fit what you think is the right thing to do, if we don't have one of everybody, one, somehow we're racist. Is that what you're saying? I wish you would have said that. And then she called out because you don't know what you're you're screaming right now. What about black unemployment? How can Trump be racist? Listen, here we go. You may not want to cover it as much as it should be covered, but the low on the lowest historically low unemployment rate. We, we, we I've said that already twice so far on the show. I'm sorry. So I'm don't, sorry, but don't you're, say we're not covering it because it's a fact. It doesn't get covered enough. Just like you gave 24 seconds of coverage to the vice president receiving the remains of American soldiers okay. who fell decades ago in Korea. These things just don't seem as important. Okay, so what, as one, one. There you go. There's the media in a nutshell, right? They're obsessed with things that. That shouldn't matter. Why are we judging people on the color of their skin? That's what they believe in. That's it. We'll continue. There's more. 952. It's K92.